Wish TV is focused on family and the community and is committed to sharing the stories of those who are making a difference every day. From the All Indiana Podcast Network and Wish TV, this is Behind the Eight Podcast with Wish TV's George Mallet. And this is George Mallet. Welcome to Behind the Eight. Today, a conversation with Wish TV 8's outstanding bilingual reporter, Camila Fernandez. Camila, a native of Colombia, was raised in Miami. She comes by her reporter instincts naturally, as her grandfather and mentor, Abel Gonzalez Chavez, was an award-winning journalist in Colombia. In a moment, Camila Fernandez. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And I'm joined now by Camila Fernandez. She is the bilingual reporter here at Wish TV 8. Uh, Camila, let's start with uh, defining terms. Uh, what is your role under that title, bilingual reporter? Wow, that's a really good question, actually. I've, I've been a bilingual reporter since I started my career, quite honestly, uh, in print and, and now in, in broadcasting. And, you know, as a bilingual reporter, uh, I, I feel like I have this sense of responsibility uh, and I enjoy it very much to uh, be a voice for a lot of, uh, of people in the Hispanic community. And it's, it's really what fulfills me and what motivates me to continue in this crazy industry. <laughs> so, um, and, and we were talking about this a moment ago before we started recording. You're you're cast in the role as sort of an advocacy journalism a journalist for the for the Latin community. Um, what what are your what are you finding here in Indianapolis in your coverage? Are we talking about an underserved community? Are we talking about a community that has been disproportionately affected, for instance, by the pandemic? Absolutely, I have noticed that. Well, it just you know the issues range and are so different from state to state. I mean, I grew up in Miami, you know, the issues there may be different than Maryland, where I was previously, and now here in Indiana. Here, for example, in Indiana, I noticed that one of the biggest uh, issues that have been brought forward to legislators has been, um, you know, a lack of opportunities for people to, especially undocumented people, of course, to be able to drive uh, at peace out on the roads uh, because they are not able to have a driver's license. And so I know there are a lot of people are advocating for that and it's very critical. And that's just one of the many issues that I have noticed here in Indiana when it comes to uh, challenges that uh, many Latino or Hispanic people face in Indiana. And so 
you know, I've done several stories uh, on the undocumented community and also just the amazing things that they're doing in the community. I mean, we have doctors, we have um, uh, state leaders or, or representatives and uh, many other Hispanic and Latino people in the community who are making a huge impact. We've got people at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway who are doing big things there in both languages, in Spanish and English. And so it's really about highlighting these achievements, these contributions, and hey, it's Hispanic Heritage Month even, so this is really great uh, opportunity to talk with you about that. Um, so I'm curious, during the interview process, um, did, did you come in with the understanding you would be a general assignment reporter, or did uh, the news director say right away, you're bilingual, I, I've got something in mind for you, for a beat for you? So I kind of want to go back to my start in the TV industry. So um, I worked for some time as a correspondent for a Colombian radio station program, but kind of diving into television, that's when I really became a bilingual reporter, more or less. And so when I was uh, on Delmarva mm -hmm. uh, in Salisbury, Maryland, uh, my news director there, she said, you know, we have this Spanish, all Spanish segment called Latino Flavor. Can you do reporting in Spanish? And so that's when it all started. So I would dedicate a couple days to just doing Spanish content and then the other days English, uh, content in English. And so, I, you know, it, it was never like, you're a bilingual reporter, here you go. It just sort of became a natural thing for me. And um, it's such a blessing for me to be able to do that because I'm passionate truly about my community. So, you know, I never imagined that starting my career, I would be doing this. But once upon a time, a long time ago, this bilingual, no, sorry, she's, she's, well, she's kind of bilingual, but she told me that, you know, you should focus on the Hispanic community because outside of Miami, things are a little different. <laughs> yeah, and it, it fascinates me though, because I feel like, and I'm, I'm, I'm not in the news department, I'm, I'm outside looking in, but it seems like you are freed up to pursue that beat. Um, I, I don't see you getting thrown into the mix quite as often as perhaps some of the other reporters covering general assignment. You, you get to focus very largely on the Latin community. Yes, and I am so grateful for Wish TV to allow me to do that. Uh, and I got to give a shout out to my news director, Al Carl, because he from right the beginning, he, he said, you know, you could do this or like a Spanish podcast or, you know, we, we really want to support the Hispanic community and just, uh, well, just like we want to be able to, um, you know, share stories from all communities. Right. But being that I come from the Hispanic community and I'm able to not just be bilingual, but bicultural that's a huge plus. And we probably, I, I, I'm remiss in that I haven't talked about your background. You were born in Colombia, raised yes. in Miami. Yes. Uh, so you have obviously been a part of the culture your entire life, and you are fluent in both English and Spanish. Yes. Uh, and, and you studied French as well. Yes, I did. I even lived in France for a few months, uh, and that was great. Of course, French uh, isn't quite as, you know, uh, it's not like there is... The Spanish community or the Hispanic community, sorry, is just a bit larger of a community, I suppose. Uh, of course, there are French people, I'm sure, here. And a lot of uh, folks who are from Haiti and, you know, they speak French, too. So sometimes even with the Haitian community, I'm even able to talk with them. But 
that's a whole nother story. Well, it's funny because when I was in college, I made a choice, despite the fact that I've got a French last name, to take Spanish oh. <laughs> just because I, I figured it would be a more functional practical thing to study yeah because uh, yeah. I, I, I knew people who spoke Spanish so it made sense um, <laughs> absolutely so um, w w when you're out on the beat now what would you say are are the biggest challenges uh, facing the the Latin the Hispanic community here in Indianapolis hmm. oh gosh I don't want to be too uh, political on this <laughs> but uh, gosh, it's just uh, one of the things that I mentioned before was just the struggles that a lot of the undocumented folks in the community have to go through. Mm -hmm. And yes, we have an un, you know undocumented folks in the community in Indianapolis. Uh, emphasis, you know that you know a lot of people tend to believe um, that we all kind of go through the same situation, but we don't. Every immigrant has a different story, so. It's important to you know make that um, uh, to put a point on that, and so uh, I think that that's just one of the the bigger things. Uh, and then also the language barriers that always is something that comes up during in my interviews on any story are language barriers. And Indianapolis, gosh, is an amazing city because since i've arrived which was almost two years now so many initiatives have come out i mean i i am truly grateful for a lot of our city officials actually because they've they've created like a hotline um that's in spanish for um spanish speakers and today actually i was at ascension saint vincent and they created this uh, or they've adapted or um are starting to use this new acronym that will help uh, Spanish-speaking patients who are having a stroke and, and need help uh, or need help to identify if they're having a stroke, you uh -huh. know? And I mean, it's just constantly something's being done to positively impact the Hispanic community. So thankfully, I would say most of the time it's positive news. Well, and you sound optimistic. Is that a fair way to characterize you? I, I, yes, I am. I, I try. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but the circumstances are leading you to be optimistic oh yeah oh yeah and we still got long ways to go but i i'm confident uh that we will see a lot more good things and like i mentioned to you in in miami it was just so different because a lot of people are latino and then the minute you leave miami just the circumstances uh change and you notice things that are just different that this country is still working on mm -hmm. um but it's it's a whole thing <laughs> um uh, speaking of, of good things coming um i'll put you on the spot and ask you are there any projects or any particular um areas of subject matter that you're pursuing right now that you're passionate about hmm. well i have always had a particular passion for education mm -hmm. and so when I was in Maryland, in Salisbury, Maryland, I did a story or a series actually on English language learners. And I actually did one just recently here as well, uh, obviously in central Indiana. And so in in Delaware, which I know is where you are from, uh, I, I did a lot of coverage on English language learners there because for some time, uh, these students and the teachers did not get enough resources mm -hmm. to, to really help them uh, with their education in general. 
And so after I did a whole bunch of different stories, we saw that the governor at the time, uh, Governor Carney, he finally had this huge uh, initiative and, and, and a lot more things happened, a lot of good things happened. And so that was wonderful. I, I really enjoyed my time in Delaware, <laughs> as, as I've told you recently. <laughs> yeah, and just for my audience, that's something that Camila and I have in common is uh, I grew up in Delaware and you, you covered the Delmarva Peninsula for, yes. for a period of time. Well, she is Camila Fernandez. She is our bilingual reporter here at Wish TV 8. She's an outstanding journalist, and you should check out her reports. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> My thanks to Camila Fernandez for taking time between stories to talk to me on Behind the Eight. This is George Mallet. Be sure to follow and listen to this podcast and all of our podcasts on the All Indiana Podcast Network. From the All Indiana Podcast Network. This is Behind the Eight Podcast with Wish TV's George Mallet. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And connect for even more on Facebook and at wishtv.com.